This is an AMI podcast. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI TV. The holiday season is in full swing. For a lot of you, it's a time of joy and excitement, but I'm sure there are some of you who are also finding this time of year to offer up a lot of stress and anxiety. Disability rights advocate Ann Camozzi wants to discuss how the holidays can bring mixed feelings for folks inside the disability community. Hey, good morning, Ann. Good morning, Dave. So Anne, How are you today? I am, I'm doing pretty well. I, I'm probably Good. one of these people who is not a full-blown Grinch, not a full-blown Scrooge, but I probably lean a little bit closer onto the side of the holidays leave me feeling a, a little black, especially like this far out from them. I think there's like too much holidays too early uh, in this world. But how are you feeling as uh, the, the calendar approaches the holidays? Well, kind of the same. I, you know, as a young person, I loved Christmas, but as a disabled adult, I often have to really fight feelings of loneliness, isolation, feeling left out. But not only that, um, for me, I have um, a brain injury, which affects my vision and hearing, which is uh, dramatically affected by too much sensory input. And that's a problem at this time of year. So, so why, why do you think that is? Scratch a little deeper at that. Is it is it sort of the pressure of wanting of, of people wanting to engage in all this holiday madness and holiday rush, or is it something even a little more subtle than that? Well, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. First of all, it's the darkest time of the year. December twenty first is winter solstice, the shortest and darkest day of the year. Um, But I think people with disabilities, we face a lot of specific challenges. For example, uh, physical barriers and inaccessible environments, things change. Like I went into a a store that I go into all year and an aisle that I normally can get down was blocked by Christmas displays. And so there's more physical barriers. You know, everywhere you go is more crowded. Spaces are filled up. there are many holiday events that are just simply inaccessible to me. Um, you know, transportation can be different because of holiday schedules. Um, I think sensory overload, as I mentioned, can be a huge issue because the season often involves increased noise and lights and crowded spaces, which can be overwhelming for many of us, not to mention making navigation difficult. Mm. But also, I think we many of us have financial constraints, medical and disability specific costs, you know, constrain our finances. And there's a pressure to, to give gifts and And there's really still a lack of accommodation and awareness for disabilities, which results in a lot of exclusion, Mm. I think, from holiday activities. So it's a combination. I I think about a contradiction that almost exists there. And I'm not saying that that you're wrong in identifying the contradiction, but that you can simultaneously feel a sense of loneliness, but also a sense of obligation of socialization. Because I am someone who does not mind socialization on my terms, but the idea of being in a loud, crowded room with, in some cases, people that I barely know, that doesn't sound like a good time to me, but I also don't want to sit by myself alone on a Friday night. 
Yes, but I find often, even when I go to that crowded space, I'm alone in the corner because that's the only place my chair can fit. Mm. And people are navigating around the room, but I can't do that. So you're right. It's a contradiction. There is a lot of pressure. Some people have family pressure too. And, you know, there it's, it's a very, and sometimes, you know, families are complex. This is a lot of, you know, hidden things that are affecting us. And at the same time, you know, every day we get up and we have to navigate the world with our disabilities. That's hard enough. But when you add that holiday over, you know, overlay to it, I, I think it's, it, it's a real potential for us to get overwhelmed, at least for me, and get anxious. And so I really have to fight, you know, to do that to kind of stay stay in the level. Yeah. I so so let's talk about the fight and some of the coping mechanisms to for the po- purpose of being proactive, pragmatic and positive. How do you deal with the holiday anxiety? Well, for me distraction is always, you know, a thing. Not focusing on the barrier, but trying to focus on something that is positive for me. So, you know, I try I creativity we've is part of my DNA. So I try and make holiday gifts and cards rather than spending money because I don't have that extra money. I spend a lot of time in my studio and I, you know, sometimes I can be just doodling for hours and and um, trying to create things that are colorful and give me joy in life. I often paint things from the summer or um, flowers and things that are bringing me life. And, you know, the brain is a very powerful computer and you can distract it with these things. And, you know, I'm a visual artist, but music, theater, being in a choir, anything that can take you out of yourself. And, and um, I, I think nature is really important too. I can't always get out, but I look out my window and I, you know, try and look at what I see. And I, I, even if I can't see it as well as I once could see it, I try and take photographs of it. I try and like watch the sky, try and take myself away from the holiday stimulus. I don't play Christmas music on my music list. I occasionally buy myself flowers <laughs> and try and focus on flowers and like sending myself flowers. <laughs> and it's an it's a it's a nice thing. And 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 don't forget if you make Christmas gifts, it's better for the planet too. So I try and focus on what is my ethic and not try and focus on any ethics that are imposed on me. Mm. Uh, if that makes any sense. No, no, <laughs> it, it, it totally makes sense. I mean, there's a couple things there, right? The idea of leaning into your creativity and still getting into the kindness of the season, but doing it on your terms, cards and crafts, right? Those are some of the best low to no cost gifts you can give people that still showed you were thinking about them. It still showed you devoted your time to them. And that is kindness. And that's what the season is supposed to be about. Whether people want to attach whatever else they want to attach to it, kindness is supposed to be a key component. And you also talked about the eco-friendly or the green-friendly side of things because Christmas can also be a very, very, very wasteful time. I got a beautiful gift bag last week from someone, and then I was thinking to myself, 
what on earth am I going to do with this bag? I don't need this bag, but it did not go in the garbage in because when I give somebody else a gift around the holiday season, I'm reusing that bag. So I may be cannibalizing some thoughts you have here, but what are some suggestions on maybe being a little bit more eco-conscious and green around the holiday season? Well, yeah, I think you're on the right track. You know, I mean, first of all, I don't want to sound like the Grinch here, but holiday lights, I think, have become a very overdone thing. They use an incredible amount of energy. I think we have to scale back. We have to get back to a more like leaner, greener way of living. If you're going to put up lots of lights, like don't leave them on all night so that when you wake, somebody said to me, well, when I wake up in the morning, I want to see my Christmas tree lit. And I thought, oh, heavens, that seems a little bit selfish in terms of what your ecological footprint is. Um, You talked about kindness, and I like to think about this time of year as being a time of gratitude as well, Mm. and to to show gratitude to the people that helped me all year. And so, you know, giving a waste-free nature-loving gift, like tickets to a concert, I give coupons to my grandchildren so they can... Um, you know, cash in a coupon to learn something from me or have a meal with me. I'm still, my my granddaughter said, I didn't cash in my coupon for a free (laughs) meal with you. I better come over and do that before I get more coupons. (laughs) So it's kind of fun. Gifts like tickets to a concert um, are a great idea. And something that I try and do when I do have some extra money is I donate to the food bank, but I do it in someone else's name. Mm. And I send them a card and say, thanks for all you did to help me this year. I donated $10 to the food bank in your name. It's a small thing. Um, Most importantly, though, I think shop locally and um, support small businesses and artists and people in your community, farmers markets, um, eliminate and reduce how much meat you you eat. Um, If you're having people over, Dave, you'll love this one. Turn down the heat because people generate a lot of heat. You can oh, save electricity yeah. <laughs> when you have a room full of people. <laughs> uh, and and, um, and I literally don't turn the heat on in my apartment. I, I live in a building, right? So I don't. I, I actually don't turn the heat on. It's currently at 25 degrees in there. I'm trying to find a way to get the air conditioning on this time of year, i.e. opening the window. Gosh, I'm the opposite because I'm always uh, cold. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's the thing about people with disabilities. We're all really different. And everybody's going to have their own answers to this. I realize I'm a visual artist and many people who listen to the program have visual issues and aren't able to engage in that kind of creativity. But there's so many other ways to harness our creativity. Think about others. And when we think about others, we we kind of get distracted out of our own issues with things. And and also, I think talking about things with people and how we feel is important. Absolutely. Hey, Anne, thank you for doing some of that with me this morning. Have a great holiday season and talk to you in the new year. That sounds great, Dave. Like, happy holidays to everybody at AMI and all the listeners. And hopefully everybody has a healthy and stress-free Christmas or mm-hmm. holiday, whatever you celebrate. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I'll see, you next, I'll see you next year. See you in 2024, <laughs> a brand new year. Yeah. That's Anne Camosi, a disability rights advocate in Nova Scotia. 
The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.